This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome you if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willy for you. And the program is called Body Matters. So today I just want to chat about an interesting topic. And the topic is who is the Holy Spirit and what is his role? So let me start off by reading John 3, 6 to 8. And it says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going to. So is it with everyone born of the Spirit. So if you think about the Holy Spirit, you know, if we think about the Spirit of God, I mean, somewhere along the the line, I'm sure many of you have thought, you know what, what does God look like? What is the Holy Spirit? Even though we, we understand, but we still have some, we have a curious mind and we want to have, you know, sometimes a preconceived idea of, you know, what does God look like? And I just want to start off by sharing that um, I had a dream um, uh, quite a few years ago, and um, my aunt in real life, she passed on. She had cancer. And after she passed on, I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw my aunt. And I don't know why, obviously out of curiosity, knowing in my subconscious, but she's actually, she has passed on, I asked her, what does God look like? And I thought, okay, I wonder what she's going to say. I want to know what God looks like. And her response to me was, God is spirit. So when you read John 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit. And those who um, want to worship God needs to worship him in spirit and in truth. So, you know, when you think about it and you think God is spirit, you know, you kind of think, okay, I was kind of hoping to meet someone when you go to heaven. You know, we've all got our little preconceived ideas of what God could look like and all of that. But in essence, God is spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God inside of us and it's also part of the trinity and in romans 6:10 it says the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead now lives in you so the spirit of god is the holy spirit that dwells within us when we accept jesus in our lives so it's the same spirit that raised the dead so in essence the trinity of the Spirit is God, Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, and God, the Son of God, is also part of the Trinity. So think about it. How do we receive the Spirit of God? 
You know, we can receive the Holy Spirit through committing our lives to the Lord through prayer, just asking God to come into our lives. And it's just a matter of asking and speaking it out. It is to truly repent of your sins and to be obedient to his word. You know, the word of God says, repent and be baptized, all of you, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So some people, you know, they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit even before they get baptized in water. So either way, God chooses the order in which this happens for each and every person. So normally the pro the, the process is, you know, when you give your heart to the Lord, um, out of obedience, you get baptized in water and then you really trust God for the Holy Spirit, you know, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Um, but sometimes people get saved that don't get baptized in water, but yet they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So God chooses to give his spirit when he wants to. And it's not um, conditioned or subject to anything. But one of the steps of obedience is the water baptism. And we do that because we look at the example of Jesus when he was on earth. He got baptized. And that is why we get baptized once we commit our lives to the Lord. I just want to read a saying that I heard somewhere. And it says, it is one thing to be saved by God and another to be filled by God. The one gets you into heaven and the other gets heaven into you. And I thought that was so powerful because it says when he, the spirit, um, when, when you give your life to the Lord and you receive the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that gives you power. Power. If we think of Jesus, when he was baptized with water and then he received the Holy Spirit, when his father said to him, um, this is my beloved son who with whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. Only after that, God, uh, or sorry, Jesus could operate in signs, wonders and miracles. So he had the power. He was not operating in his own strength. He was operating in the power of the Holy Spirit that was in him. And just remember, when we give our lives to the Lord, that same spirit is within us. And that spirit, because of the Holy Spirit, we are connected to God. He, it says we host God's presence. And um, let's read Ephesians 3.19. It says, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with all the goodness of God. And that is the Holy Spirit inside of us. So you, you can ask the Lord for an infilling of His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God who is Spirit, to fill you. So let's take a quick short break, music break, and after that we'll look at the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. I just want to welcome you back. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana Willifee, and our program is called Body Matters. And today I'm chatting about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? And what is the characteristics of the Holy Spirit? And what is the role of the Holy Spirit? 
Um, earlier on, I was just talking about um, being baptized in water. And then um, the scripture says, when you're baptized in water, then the Lord promises also to give you the Holy Spirit, His Spirit. And I remember just coming back to my testimony of how I got saved in 2004. I went on a camp um, and I was very sick at that time and I was really trusting God for a miracle. And I remember um, going into this big wall. It was a women's camp. And I remember saying to the Lord as I went there, Lord, you have to do something. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Um, I had a heart virus at that stage. And um, yeah, and I was really, really trusting God just for healing and for doing a mighty work in my heart. And the Lord did. But I remember that Saturday afternoon or the Saturday morning, all the ladies got baptized in water. And I won't forget the one lady that baptized me said, Alani, your life will never be the same again. And um, that afternoon we had a praise and worship session. And that was after being baptized. I remember sitting in this wall and it was hot outside. I remember it was summer. Everybody was in T-shirts. Everybody was just, you know, very summery dressed. And I remember during praise and worship, my eyes was closed. And I um, was singing. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this breeze out of nowhere just came up And I opened up my eyes and I wondered, where did this breeze come from? Did someone put on a fan? Did someone open a door? But it couldn't be because we were literally, we were sweating. It was so hot. And I remember coming back from that camp and the Lord gave me the scripture that I just read at the beginning. And I just want to share that with you again. And it says in John 3 and it's verse 8, it says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going to. So is it with everyone born of the Spirit. And you know, at that moment, when I read the scripture coming back, after coming back from the camp, I just realized that that was the moment where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, I just wanted to share that with you because sometimes a testimony can be so powerful. So many people who give their lives to the Lord have different experiences of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, Some have a tangible uh, feeling. Um, Some people just burst out in tongues. And um, everyone has a different experience. But mine was so to the T of that scripture. When I asked God to show me, it was just so amazing. And that is the Holy Spirit. So what is the characteristics of the Holy Spirit? It says the Spirit of the Lord is described as six characteristics. It's wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, and the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. Um, So in essence, when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we literally got God's presence inside of us. We have his DNA inside of us, his spirit 
and his kingdom. You know, sometimes people ask you, where is the kingdom of God? You know, for many years, I would say, you know, the kingdom of God is when we go to heaven and we'll be part of his kingdom. But that is not what the Bible says. It says the kingdom of God is within us. And the only way we can receive God's kingdom is when we receive his Holy Spirit. Because the word of God says that the kingdom of God is not just a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy and peace in the spirit. So where's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is in the spirit of God that lives within us. So the minute we give our lives to the Lord, we step out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We carry the blueprint of God and his kingdom inside of us. It is because of the spirit that we are no longer natural but supernatural beings. We no longer belong to the world. We belong to Jesus Christ. We are actually new creations. It says the old is past and you are a new creation. Why? Because you are in a new kingdom. And in this new kingdom, we do not operate the same as we operate in the world. See, God has got a whole new um a set of, of not rules or regulations, but, but within God's kingdom, it says the righteous will live by faith. We now live by faith. A new principles, there are new principles in God's kingdom that can, cannot compare to this world. You know that the Holy Spirit inside of us sets us apart from the world. You know, we live in a in a in this world, but there is a spiritual dimension also. And the demonic forces are also spirit. And they can identify the children of God by the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You know that only spirit can recognize spirit. The Bible says that we do not bat um, we our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of darkness. So we are in a physical world, but there's a spiritual world. And when we receive God's spirit in us, we've got his spirit. And only his spirit in us is able to withstand the spiritual realm. You see, without the spirit, we cannot be in right standing with God. And the reason I say that, because as I read earlier on, when we are in God's kingdom, the kingdom of God is within us when we receive his spirit and the kingdom contains righteousness, joy and peace. So when we receive the spirit, we are in right standing with God and we can experience true peace and joy. I mean, if you had to ask anyone in this world, what do you, what do you really desire? You know, most people will say, I just want to live in peace and I want to be happy. I want joy. And you know what? In God's kingdom, God offers us peace and joy. And at that peace that we receive from God is not the kind of peace that we get from this world. 
You know, the peace that we get from God is that peace that surpasses all understanding that God's our hearts and minds. I don't know if many of you have been through really tough times where you're really like really trusting God for something or something so out of your control. But yet in the midst of all of that, you have just a peace and knowing that everything's going to be okay. You've got a calmness about you. And you know what? That calmness is that peace that you can't comprehend. People around you can't understand that you're okay in the midst of all of this. And that is God's peace. And we can only experience that true peace and his joy when we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that is in Romans fourteen seventeen that says, that scripture that I read earlier on that says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. You know that the Holy Spirit inside of us, as I said, it's God's Spirit in us. You know that God's Spirit is perfect? As, as, as humans, we are not perfect at all. You know, the word of God says, no one is good. No one is good. <laughs> Only God is good. No one on this earth is good. You know, we are not perfect in any way. We are fallen. We are um, undeserving of God's mercy and grace. And in our own abilities, in our own strengths and weaknesses, we've got strengths and we've got weaknesses. We are weak compared to God's Spirit inside of us. But because we have God's Spirit, His perfect Spirit inside of us, we are strong. In 2 Corinthians 2, 19, 10, it says, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will not boast of my weak. I will, I will boast in even more in my weakness, so that the power of God may rest upon me. You know, without God's spirit inside of us, we have no defense against the enemy because we are fighting a spiritual battle. You know that fear is not an attribute of God's spirit. You know, when the Holy Spirit inside of us does not have fear, so the minute we step into fear, we are falling for the bait of the enemy. And you know what it says in Timothy 1.7, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. What is he saying? The spirit I placed inside of you doesn't have fear. It is powerful. It's containing love because God is love. And it has a sound mind. So if we experience fear, we are not functioning within the spirit of God, but we are allowing the enemy to control us. You know, because of the Holy Spirit, we have power. We have authority. We don't walk in our own power. We walk in the power of the spirit that is within us. And that is why that scripture comes up so many times. It says, not by power, not by might, but by 
my spirit, says the Lord. Not in your own strength, not in your own power. You know, the word of God says without him that we can actually do nothing without God. But in his power, in his spirit, we have, because of his spirit in us, we have power and we have authority over the enemy. Because of the spirit of God inside of us, we have love. You know that God is love and his spirit's in us, therefore we have love. It says in 1 John 4, 16, God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides where? In him. God is love and all who live in God lives in love and God in him. So God is love and because of that, his spirit within us in love So what is the characteristics of the spirit inside of us? One of it is that it's love. God's spirit is perfect. God's spirit gives us power. God's spirit gives us a sound mind. And it says because of the spirit, we have a sound mind because we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it says, For who knows the mind of the Lord to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. If you have the Spirit of God in you, and you've got the DNA of God in you, you know the thoughts of God. God will reveal his thoughts to you. Because why? He lives inside of you. We are hosting his presence. Without the Holy Spirit, as I said earlier on, we have no defense against the enemy. Do you know, there's somewhere in the Bible, and I I was looking for it today. It says, when you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you are equivalent to the living dead. And I know it sounds very harsh, but when you think of people that are not saved, they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. And they are open targets to the enemy to attack them, to come and host and make their presence inside of them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit inside of us can fight against the spiritual. Only because of the physical spirit in, in us, we can fight the spiritual battle. It says that God is for us. Who can be against us? And our weapons is not against flesh and blood. It's against the spiritual forces of evil, spiritual forces. How can flesh without the Holy Spirit fight a spiritual battle without the Holy Spirit inside of you? Only spirit can fight spirit. And lastly, without God's spirit, we do not have eternal life. You see, our bodies may die, but our spirit will be resurrected by the spirit of God inside of us so that we can never die. The spirit in us, God, cannot die. And when we become one with his spirit, when we dwell in him, when we give our lives to him, we cannot die. And therefore God says, I prepare a place for you. 
when we physically die here, we still live on in heaven. Or if we don't give our lives to the Lord, we still live, but we don't live with him. And in Romans 18, it says, but if Christ is in you, even though your body is subjected to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. Isn't that beautiful? That, you know, without God, without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything. God says without him, we cannot do nothing. We cannot fight a spiritual battle. We have got no um, defense against the enemy. Um, I just want to just remind me now of the word salvation. And I know that I've, I've read it before many times. I've, I've spoken about it. But if you go and look for the word salvation in, in the dictionary or even just Google it, it says salvation means protect from harm and isn't that beautiful that when we are saved the holy spirit is the spirit that protects us from harm from the enemy from the onslaught of the enemy um and that to me is so beautiful so now we've touched on what the holy spirit is what is significant about the Holy Spirit and the characteristic of the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit inside of us does not contain fear. It gives us power. Um, the Holy Spirit inside of us is perfect. Even though we're not perfect, we've got a perfect spirit in us. The Holy Spirit gives us life because it's God's life. And God said, I came to give you life and life in abundance, but the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that is in John 10.10. So let us look at what is the functions of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so why? You know, when Jesus died and he he spoke to his disciples after he was raised, he said, I must go, but I will send someone the Holy Spirit, and he will guide you in all truth. He will be the helper. So let's look at the function of the Holy Spirit. So the sevenfold ministry of the Spirit, according to Isaiah 11, 2-3 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Okay, so that is the Spirit of God. It gives us wisdom. It gives us understanding. It counsels us when we need counsel. It is mighty. The Spirit of God has knowledge. And the Spirit of God enables us to fear the Lord because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we will delight in the fear of the Lord. Now, let me quickly just elaborate on this fear. This fear is not saying, oh, God is going to punish me. Um, you know, it's doom and gloom. No, this fear, it's a reverent fear. Meaning, when you have to stand before God one day, it's the awe of knowing that your life is in his hands, knowing that your future, your destiny is in God's hands. 
that we are dependent on God, our life, everything that happens in life, we've got no control. But God is in control of everything. And when we realize God's greatness, the awe of God, that is the fear, the fear that you are holy, Lord, that you are in control of my life. I'm not in control of anything. I am insignificant compared to you, Lord. That is the fear of the Lord. You see, one of the, if we go back to the function of the Holy Spirit, one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to transform us into the image of Christ. Okay, so when we give our lives to the Lord and the Holy Spirit lives within us, we've got the blueprint of heaven inside of us. The kingdom of God is inside of us. And, you know, we we download that blueprint of heaven into our hearts with wisdom and understanding. We get to know God's character. We get to know God's kingdom. We get to know his heart. Um, and we get to know our purpose in life. God will guide us, show us what is the purpose he created me and you for. What does he want to use us for? What is his heart? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we will get to know when we fellowship with God and obey his voice, we will experience supernatural growth, healing, deliverance and restoration for our souls and the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us one with Christ and to transform us into mature Christians as we walk out our salvation and fulfill our God-given purpose. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 3.18 that says, So all of us who have had that veil removed, when did we have the veil? Before we got saved. Now we saved. It says, I once was blind, but now I see that veil is removed. And we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit, okay, here we go again. The Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So one of the, 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 the functions of the Holy Spirit is to transform us. From the old man to the new person. So we now no longer can think the ways, the way we used to think. The scripture says, um, you know, I can't think of where the scripture is now, but this is what comes to mind. The scripture that says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does transformation take place? By the renewing of our mind. Now we can't think the way we used to when we were in the world. We have to think now according to God's kingdom principles. And the Holy Spirit will teach us. That is his function. He's a teacher. It is the Holy Spirit in us who also reveals to us the things of God. Therefore, we have the mind of Christ. If we have God's mind and God's living within us, surely we will know his thoughts. We are able to tap into God's thought. God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do in this situation? And that is when we are able to be able to discern the voice of God because of the Holy Spirit 
inside of us. And the Holy Spirit will help us. We have the blueprint of Christ inside of us and therefore we have access to his thoughts. You see, when the Lord left, he promised us as believers, as I said earlier on, that he'll give us a helper who is the Holy Spirit. Now let me read that scripture in John sixteen seven that says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see, we should call on the Holy Spirit when we need help in any situation. The Holy Spirit is there. His function is to sustain us, to strengthen us, and to help us in times of trouble. So I heard one of my friends saying um, the other day, you know what, when I clean the house, and I know it sounds mundane, but even in the small mundane things of life, she will call on Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you are the helper. I need to get my house tidy. I need to get my kids sorted out. I need you to help me today to get through this day. And that is what the Holy Spirit is for. And sometimes, you know, we pray to Jesus, we pray to God, but we sometimes neglect to ask the Holy Spirit to fulfill us with the function that he was sent for. And he said he's the helper. So when we need help, pray, ask Holy Spirit, I need your help right now because you are the helper. The Holy Spirit is also the one that guides us in all truth. So he also know he is also known as the Spirit of Truth. And one of the things that I um I know about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit will always remind us of God's truth in a situation. I don't know if you as a Christian, you know, sometimes you don't really know what to do. And all of a sudden a scripture will pop in your mind and you'll go, oh, okay, this could be the answer to what I'm asking. And that is the job of the Holy Spirit is to put us in remembrance of God's words. So if you don't know the word of God, then the Holy Spirit can't put you in remembrance of something you've never read before. And that is why it's so important as Christians that we know the word of God, because the word of God is the truth. And the more truth you have, the greater is your faith in God. It's like having, um, it's, it's like being given a bicycle and you don't know how to ride a bicycle. It looks good. You've got it there. The word of God is there. But if you don't put it into practice, if you don't read it, you won't know the benefits of it. And God's word has got so much benefits. We've got lots of, it's like a constitution in God's kingdom. The Bible is a constitution. You've got rights. You've got responsibilities. And if you don't know what your rights are, How can you fight a spiritual battle? The enemy will come because he's called the father of lies. He will lie to you and you won't know the difference because you don't know the truth. And therefore, it says the Holy Spirit 
will guide you in all truth. And sometimes you might not even know the word of God in that situation or the scripture, but sometimes the Holy Spirit with that small, tiny voice will say, don't go there. Don't go there. Sometimes when your peace leaves you, don't do it. Don't do something when you don't have peace about it. That's the Holy Spirit guiding you, showing you something's not right there. And when we become sensitive to that Holy Spirit, to his truth, we are able to be guided in the right direction. You know, the the, the Lord wants to keep us from harm. He wants to, to protect us. And we need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So John 16, 3 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future, about things to come. It's only through the Spirit that we can prophesy, because the Spirit will tell us things to come and reveal God's heart to us regarding any situation. You know that every one of us who serve God can prophesy. Some of us are just more in tune to hearing God's voice clearly than others. If the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you've got the mind of Christ, then you can discern God's heart for other people, for the future. So we all in our own um, right are prophets. You know, some people are called for that specific purpose as a prophet. But it doesn't mean that you and I, um, who don't have that gifting, cannot operate in it. Yes, we can. And the Bible actually says we should ask for the gift of prophecy. We should um, um we should desire to have that gift. And you know what? It's sometimes we um, are in situations where we need, really need to anticipate the word of God, anticipate God's um, speaking to us because we're so quick to ask God for things, but we then we walk off. We don't listen to hear what he says or anticipate to get an answer. So I just want to read you what the prophet Joel prophesied in prophesies in Joel 221. It says, Then afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people, all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions. Therefore we are all able to prophesy as the as the spirit wills at the times given to us. You know, God will give us sometimes glimpses of the future. And all Christians, as I said, is able to prophesy. The Holy Spirit, one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin and enables us to live a righteous life. You know, even though we've got the Spirit of God in us and it makes us righteous, we are in right standing with God, we need to to walk in that righteousness. And when we go off track, as a Christian, the longer you walk with God, the more sensitive you are to sin. The minute you step out and you know already, mm, I know this is not part of what God wants, that, that Holy Spirit will convict you. You will immediately know you've stepped out of line. And it's not that the Holy Spirit 
it's the Holy Spirit guiding us. He's like the GPS. Don't go there. Don't do that. And sometimes, you know what? We deliberately choose to sin. And sometimes we repent and we, we get back on track. And then sometimes there's times where even Christians go off track and we just keep on sinning. We know it's wrong and we just keep on going on and going on and going on to a point where God has to discipline us. And you know what? I sometimes think to myself, someone said once, sometimes God will discipline you in your in your um, in private And when you still don't want to hear, he will discipline you in public. And that's quite scary to think that. So rather just when you've stepped out of line, all God requires from us is to repent and turn from sin. And God is gracious to forgive us of our sins. And therefore the Holy Spirit's there is to guide us, to keep us on the right track. The Holy Spirit is also our comforter and our counselor. He's always with us. Why? Because the Spirit's inside of us. That's what God says. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because he can't. He's living inside of you. Where is he going to go? Unless you deny him. Unless you turn from God and, and say, I don't want anything to do with you, Lord. But God's Spirit is within you. He's always with us. It doesn't matter what we go through in life. The Holy Spirit will always give us the strength, the wisdom, the peace and the faith to get through every situation that we face. You know, there's no guarantee as Christians that we will not face trials, tribulations, hardships, but we've got the Holy Spirit to comfort us, guide us, counsel us. Give us that strength. Give us that peace in the midst of the storm. And even increase our faith when we feel like everything, that we just feel so faithless. He's still there. He will still comfort us. You know, the Holy Spirit is also known as the Advocate. And He makes intercession on our behalf. Even when we pray, We can pray through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't always know what to pray, but the Spirit in us knows what we need even when we don't. And Ephesians 6.18 it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. So we need to just keep on praying. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through through worldless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit and the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God you know sometimes we get to a point in our walk with Christ where I don't even know what to pray for anymore Lord I don't know what to ask you for then pray in the spirit the spirit knows what we need he knows God's will And he will pray according to that will. In Acts chapter 1 and 2, we can read more about the Holy Spirit and spiritual tongues. For those of you who don't have your spiritual tongue or don't know, there's many people that are so skeptical about uh, speaking in tongues and all of that. But but ask God to show you. Ask God to, to show you the truth in the matter if you're not sure about it. Read about it in um, Acts chapter 1 and 2. And um, ask God just to give you a revelation. 
You know, sometimes people can tell you things, but unless God reveals it to you personally, it doesn't always make sense. And you know what? The Holy Spirit inside of us distributes the gifts of the Spirit. You know that we have all got gifts. And some of those gifts God had given to each one of us, it's irrevocable. Some of you might sing beautifully. Some of you are good with hospitality. Some of you are good with encouragement. Others are givers. We, we're all not the same. But God, God wants us to operate in our gifts. But there are certain gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us um, in certain times when it's needed. You know, sometimes you pray for healing for someone and God pitches. Immediately that person is healed. You know, that gift didn't belong to you. It was a gift that the Holy Spirit allowed to manifest at that particular time. And that is called the gifts of the Spirit. And these gifts are wisdom, knowledge, working of miracles, to prophesy, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretations of tongues. Sometimes you're chatting to someone and you just say something to them and it's like, oh my heart, if I only knew that was the answer. And that was God giving you a word of wisdom that that person needed to hear. Or you just know something about someone's past that, I don't know, but this feels like you've been here or there. And that is words of knowledge, words of, you know, and, and God uses those gifts through his spirit at certain times we don't own those gifts and that is one of the functions of the holy spirit so as you can see the holy spirit inside of us is our guide our helper our comforter our wisdom when we need anything we can ask holy spirit so let's just take a short break music break and then we'll be ending off with this program I would just like to welcome everyone back. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana Willie Free. My program is Body Matters. And today I was just chatting about who is the Holy Spirit and what is the function of the Spirit. But I don't have lots of time left, so I'm going to end off. Um, and there's a, a scripture in Ephesians 2, 1 to 2 that I want to read. And it says, you were dead in your transgressions in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. And I just want to touch and end off with that scripture. And I just want to tie that in to the Holy Spirit. And you know, it says when we lived in the world, before we got saved, we were dead, dead in our transgressions. But when we receive God's Holy Spirit... When we receive God's Holy Spirit inside of us, He comes and He makes us alive because He gives us life in abundance. We are alive because of the Spirit of God in us. So today, I just want to pray for you. If you haven't given your life to the Lord yet, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit or been baptized, I just want to encourage you today. Just go, just if you've given your life to the Lord and you haven't been baptized, read up about the baptism, read up about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and trust God. Go out, step out, ask someone to baptize you. 
today or whenever you've got that time. But if you haven't given your life to the Lord or you backslidden or you feel, oh, Lord, I've messed up so much. I, I don't even know if you want me anymore. I just want to tell you that's a lie from the enemy. You know, while you, you and I have breath in us, while we are on this earth, while you are alive, you can still ask God forgiveness. You can still turn to him. But when you die, you don't have another chance. Your grace is over. So if you hear my voice today and you want to call out to the Lord, you want to recommit your life or give him, give him everything, just repeat after me. Father God, today I commit my life to you. I surrender everything in your hands. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your presence. Today I choose that you will be the Lord and God over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you just have to believe that from now onwards you are a child of God. And just get into a church, surround yourself with, with Christian people, get into the Word of God, ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Trust Him, ask Him. You can be filled any time. Step out and go and have yourself been baptized and God will do the rest. Your life will never be the same again. You cannot go wrong without God in your life. He is everything. Without God, it says we can do absolutely nothing. So today, I just want to thank you so much for listening to my program. I really hope that it's um, encouraged you, that you've learned a little bit more about the Holy Spirit, or if I just even reminded you again of the function of the Holy Spirit, and that you can call out to Him anytime, then then my job has been done for today. So... Um, have a wonderful weekend. I'm looking forward to chatting again to all of you again next Saturday at the same time from your line at Willie for you. Have a beautiful and wonderful week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.